Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the box set part. It's possibly the most special episode we have ever had because it is the dream team. Finally, we've got we're rid of all of the chaff and we've ended up with the wheat of me and Matthew Wandless. Oh, that's, that's nice to know I'm, I'm thought of as a, a, a good grain. Uh, Jamie wrote that, he emailed it me to read out. So. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, uh, so, um, Jamie is, is having a family crisis, um, which means that he can't be with us this evening. He might join if he can. He has both a sick child and a sick wife. Which... Oh man, that is um, that is not a good state to be in. <laughs> I don't want to be in that house right now. No. Uh, no, no. I wonder which ends it's coming out of on the respective members of I the bet, family. I bet she's got mastitis. Oh. I remember when Hen had mastitis. It is, it is no fun for anyone. I'm taking it that's a boob thing, is it? Yeah. Oh dear, God. Yes, yet more reasons to want children. Um now uh let's uh, let's have a quick catch up. We're going to talk about the league on this podcast, The League, which is available on Netflix in the UK. I'm sure it is in America and uh, around the world as well, in many other places. And it's one that I missed uh, it's one that I've missed completely. Matt recommended it. I have watched episode 1. I am the guinea pig here. Matt is the expert. How much of it have you watched? I've watched most of it. I think I I, I mean um I watched all f- the first 4 seasons were available when I first started watching it. And then five and six have been added since then, which I've kind of glanced at, but not. Uh, I've I've watched them. This is one of those shows that I watch while I'm falling asleep. Right. Um, it's not a show that I sort of tune in and go right. Let's settle down and watch the league. Yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of something I have on while I'm doing other things. This is kind of your chuck. I feel like it's it's fairly thin on the ground. I mean, well, I've not- got a few chucks. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it used to be Community, but Community is now sadly gone from Netflix. Mm. Has it? Um, yeah. So it's but, lot, but don't get me wrong, Community was is a much better show than The League, and I watched that properly as well. But I used to just watch it on repeat. I, I, I would just watch the whole thing. I don't know this for sure, but I am pretty sure that it, it's to do with distribution deals because Chuck went at the same time um, yeah. and a couple of others. So I think... Um, and, and you often find that now TV suddenly gain the series or the films that the Netflix lose, you know, they get passed around. So think, yeah, I'd really hoped that Community was going to pop back up on Amazon or something, but it's not there. I've, yeah. I've been denied Community. Well, the last few series were pretty poor. Um, I'll tell you what started again this week and is on now TV is um, Silicon Valley, the fourth season. It's another one I I just didn't get into with that. Oh, it's so worth it. It just gets better and better. It's so I didn't like the guy that you really liked in it, though. Uh, Oh, Ehrlich, the big ginger guy. Yeah, how much did you watch of it? Only a few episodes, maybe three or four. Yeah. Oh, it gets funnier and funnier. And, of course, Girls has finished. The um, comedy has, has finished now. Have you finished it? I did, yeah. And what did you think? What do you think of the ending, without giving it away? 
I thought it was quite a strange last episode and quite an abrupt ending. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know, ending shows is very, very difficult. It's impossible. And, I, you know, I think what it did do was um, wrap up the idea of, I think her whole approach to this has been, we can't continue this into the 30s. It's, it's about what it's like to be in your 20s. So yeah. it's set up like, um, look, even the last remaining... Um, bit of her 20s is going to have to move on and she's going to have to face up to the fact that life isn't about her anymore, you know? Mm, yeah. Which was quite nice. But some very, very funny stuff in that last couple of episodes. I think the, again, without giving anything away, but the, the walk yeah. through the, the, the walk through the town with the policeman and stuff. Is just yes, great. I enjoyed that, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the League. So, here's what I understand the League to be. The League is a TV series about uh, people who play a fantasy football league, and I'm guessing that's American football. Uh, I should know that having watched episode one, but um, it they, is American football. Yeah, they kind of talk about people's names, but you don't really watch any games or anything. But um, yeah, American football fantasy league, and this couldn't be more polar opposite to the ethos of girls or or of feminism, really, that you could find. I was quite quite excited. I don't know if that's true actually, but oh, carry really, on. Really? Well, certainly episode one is very much like um, the old ball and chain. Uh, I need I need some space from the old ball and chain. I'm going to play... Um I'm going to play Fantasy League, and the wife is looking on, going, you are doing what again now? And, um, you know, they turn the kids... The kids become... A kind of sports day race with the kids turns into how they pick their... How, who gets perked? The, the draft. Who? The order of the draft. They use a kid's game, uh, a kid's race to decide that. So it's almost like um, it's a very, at the moment, it appears to be a very mm, male, very macho. We're not looking for female characters. It doesn't fail the Bechdel test. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test by any no, degree. It doesn't. Um, even to the point that there's a, there are um, hired sexy ladies to come round to the guy's apartment for the draft itself. That's true. The first episode is quite anti-feminist, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was watching it and just thinking, well, this is because we've talked so the zeitgeist at the moment, and we've talked so much about um, sexism and feminism recently that this was a real um, shocker for me um, and, and took us back to what shows used to be about. How old is this now? I don't know, actually. Hang on, let me find out. How many I'm series curious you, about that myself. How many series is it on? They, they've got season seven is coming out oh my God. Uh, soon, I think. Oh, wow. I so, mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a weird one. It's been around since 2009, so it's eight years old. Uh, old enough um, to not be super paranoid about female characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, um, no, it's, a, it's one that sort of comes a bit out of left field for me because... Um, uh, when I first got Netflix, mm. so yeah, we're talking about. Two, I think I only got Netflix when Molly was born, so it was probably 2013. Mm. This was one of the first shows I started watching, right? Because um, I, I I have a sort of passing interest in American football. I used to be really into it, but um, and I love the game, but I I don't have time to follow it anymore. Uh, and I saw Seth Rogen on the um on the picture for it. And he, he did have a hand in writing or producing or something. And he's in it in a few, um, 
series. He's, he has a few cameos in it. Yeah. And uh, I, I just started watching it, and it, I don't, I, I don't understand really why I like it so much. Mm. Um, because it, as, as you say, you know, it's it, it's incredibly male driven. It's, I, but it, but it sort of it ticks the same sort of um, uh, boxes as. Do you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, I, was, I started it uh, once. We we've never continued, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and it has a, a little bit of crossover with um, Curb Your Enthusiasm and um, maybe something like. Uh, it's another one of those types of maybe modern family as well. It's got that kind of improvised feel um, and that kind of, it's just, it's about awful people. Like every, all, all the, all the guys in it are, are, are dreadful um, in one way or another. And um, they just, and they're awful to each other all the time. They're just, it's so much of it is about them ragging on each other, but not in a kind of, um, look how clever this is way they're just they're just mean yeah and uh and that is funny it is funny i can't i can't help myself there are times when i just, i I've, this show has really uh laid me low with a with, with a joke it's um but uh but it is a strange what did what did, did you enjoy it i mean well this is the thing i was I, I like that. There certainly wasn't anything that's made me leap back to episode two since watching it about a week ago. Yeah, sorry, my cat's got opinions. Love your cat. Not happy with that. Um, but also, you know, I I also wonder what you would think of of the pilot again now because I, watching it, I thought it it's one of those pilots that peel, feels incredibly piloty. It feels fairly cheap. Um, <laughs> Feels yeah. like they are setting everything up. It feels a bit clunky. Um, it's it's it certainly got got a few laughs out of us. You know, it's yeah. funny. Um, but but it definitely felt like a pitch to a studio. It, it yeah. really did for me. That feel like I, can I was see the executive. Why you would say that. You know, but that is pretty much it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the show. I'm thinking it's the budget just... increases on episode two. And <laughs> no, man, no, it's a really low budget um, production. Uh, uh, but I, I, so, what is the point? Somehow, what is, what's the point? I feel like I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a turning on you now when he came on to defend I Zombie, and I absolutely <laughs> called him a 12 year old <laughs> girl. Go on. Um, no, I tell you what it is. If it, if you, if you it's interesting. We were talking about this last night. Have you seen the the Aristocrats? Um, no, I believe I might have seen the Aristocats, but not the Aristocrats. No, no, the the the, the Aristocrats, or as the Americans call it, the Aristocrats. I don't think which so. is a, which is about a joke. Oh yes, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's dozens of comedians all yeah, telling the same joke, which has the bit in it where they can just riff. Yeah, it, it, on uh, an upping and upping the disgustingness the of the joke. The most disgusting made-up joke in, in history that's only ever told backstage at comedy clubs. Yeah, so it's. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, basically, it's it's like a two-line joke mm. that is that has a middle section where the comedian just runs with it and, and is as disgusting as he can or she can imagine. Yeah, and it's worth watching because it's it's really really funny. And this is kind of how I feel about this show. It's so puerile. Yeah. Um, 
and yet they just keep on doing worse and worse things to each other. And so every 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 series of it is a season in the American Football League and their their league as well. Mm-hmm. But the game becomes less and less important, um, and it just becomes it, it's 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 basically just a an observational sitcom. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So that they, they they do different things each week, and uh, which feel like. Um, an observational comedy set. It's an, uh, made into a, an actual. And the sketch. joke is what? What is is? What's it like to play a fantasy league and get obsessive? About no, it? that's what I mean. You you forget about that part. It's just it's just uh, a group of people who know each other really well and are awful to each other, and it's funny. And mm. I, I I don't know how to sell it any better than that. I just so it's one. It's kind of one-upmanship of of uh, friendliness. Friends yeah, and I mean, because th- there is always that frame of of the uh, the competition. So at the start of every series, they have a different, a, a new uh, way of deciding who gets to draft first in mm. their mock draft. Mm. Um, and like in the in the one you saw, it's yeah, they use the kids in the sack race, and it's brilliant because uh, the guy, you know, his own kid is in the sack race, mm. and he picks someone else, and so he's cheering <laughs> them on against his own kid. <laughs> and uh, it's in one of the series that they're uh, they're going to Vegas to do the draft, and they uh, they set it up so that it's the first one who gets through airport security is uh, gets the draft first, <clears throat> and uh, it turns out the guy who comes up with that idea has planted a, a like a fake bomb yeah. in his friend's suitcase, <laughs> and. Uh, and, and, and yeah, the the, the 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 ideas get increasingly uh, more elaborate, and, and actually the budget does go up because some of the later seasons involve uh, real American football players. Yeah, um, so it's, but, like, um, it's men behaving badly, basically. But but uh, it's, it's no, because they, because they love each other so much in men behaving yeah. badly. That camaraderie is a real part of it. Right. The the antagonism yeah. and um, the 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 baiting and hazing really doesn't let up in this and so they're only friends because of the league kind of yeah and i mean you can see that it that, that obviously the friendship runs deep but that there are very few moments of tenderness if any and <laughs> there's one character in particular andre the uh who i've seen in plenty of different things he's he has cameos in 30 rock and uh and a, few, a, a couple of other bits i've seen him in um and uh he is like the butt of everything yeah and uh, it's just really there's such pure art stuff. Like do you remember in the in the British office, there's that scene where um, uh, Martin Freeman, um, where Tim and Dawn are trying to make Gareth say things that make him sound gay. Yeah, like there's so many of those <laughs> with Andre, but they just they do them so well, and the guy who plays Andre is so good at being um, naive. Not 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 just naive, but horrible at everything. Right, like he he, they, they, he, he posts up videos of himself doing magic. Yeah, and <laughs> God, it's so funny. <laughs> right, ever since um, to quote you recently, I started wasting my life as a writer. Ever since I started trying to write comedy, I yeah. have found. Um, 
concepts of jokes when i'm watching stuff i view it completely differently like i can be on the floor laughing now at something which i previously wouldn't have because i know the effort that it takes to get it from the brain into onto the page and then into action it's like um so things like that you know a guy uploads videos of himself doing magic it makes me laugh because that can if that has been kind of thought about and invented, then that's a great writer anyway, and that's funny. But the writer would have chuckled even just at the first thought of it. But yeah. but it's probably true that they the writer knew a guy once who uploaded videos of himself doing magic, yeah, which possible. makes it even funnier on top of that. I um, tell you what, you're going to love this one, and I'm going to tell it to you, even though it's one of my favourite things in the show. Okay. There is an, there's a character called uh, Rafi, who is um, one of the main guy's brother-in-laws. Mm. And this, this character is just insane. Mm. Like completely, he, he's uh, incredibly stupid, incredibly offensive, incredibly um, misogynistic. Uh, like he is just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> um, and there's an episode in like series three or something where um, two of the main guys go paintballing and he turns out to be there as well. Mm. And he goes completely uh, uber serious on it. And he, as soon as the game starts, he's running around going, murder, murder. <laughs> but then partway through the episode, his war cry becomes, he starts going, Gattaca, Gattaca. Gattaca. <laughs> Gattaca. Gattaca. You, know the, you know the film with Jude Law <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that people sat around or that someone came up with yeah. uh someone using yeah. the film Gattaca yeah. as a war cry oh my god it's I, what um it, it's funny you should mention mention Seth Rogen because um when you are writing something that the 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 thing that goes against your instincts the most is to write something that that is completely throwaway so in something uh, I was writing recently is like somebody comes up to someone else and thinks that they're an usher at the theater and they're not an usher and this person who they've come up to is a real horrible sort of evil person and there's just an entire kind of 30 seconds of this guy just going abusing the person who's walked up to him, just going, you know, walk away, dickhead, walk away, uh, just getting crueler and crueler. And it's Seth Rogen was the master of that. Well, that yeah. was what Seth Rogen did differently was like, um, it's not quite improvisation, but it's, it's not the action that matters. It's the, it's the uh, human foibles in between the action it's the little sub dialogue of like okay we're going to run out of the we're going to run out of the action scene now with our guns but somebody somebody's shoe is stuck in the door so the the Uh whole scene is about you know um and uh that is for me really refreshing and that's what so i would say if anyone's put off by episode one of the league and i wasn't put off i just wasn't grabbed it's because i am looking for still action i'm looking for the plot i'm going what's this about what's it saying what's it doing all of that no it's it's not about anything like there is no uh arc apart from you know this obvious frame that they have yeah there is nothing going on can i tell you a joke that got me on the floor laughing this week yep um the new Adam Sandler film is on Netflix, and uh-huh. you don't like Adam Sandler, do you? You, despise I, 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 you know, you I'm, I'm actually kind of nonplussed by Adam Sandler. I, I haven't seen many of his films. I really like Punch Drunk Love. 
Yeah. Um, That's not really uh, an Adam Sandler film, is it? I mean, no, it's is... not. But I don't think Very I've funny. actually sat through one of his full-on comedies. <laughs> no, you must have watched The Wedding Singer. No. Oh, my God. You've got to watch that. That's a genuinely a really good comedy. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. It's got a lot of Don't Andrew Barrymore. Yeah, well, this is good. It's got a lot of 80s music in it, and so it's really good. Anyway, this new one, which is called... Uh, it's a really forgettable name. It's the name of an agent. It's like uh, Another Sandy Adam Wexler or something. Sandy Wexler, right. um, and it's it's almost like the antithesis of La La Land. There's even they must have kicked themselves because they even set a scene in the same observatory that La La Land does. Um, but it's it's about a Hollywood agent, and it's about a terrible Hollywood agent. And he sort of laughs like Gilbert Gottfried. He's got this laugh that's really annoying. It's um, and he's always trying to find clients to be agent to that are going to be great. The story is that he comes across uh, Jennifer Hudson's character. And, of course, <coughs> Jennifer Hudson's a phenomenal singer. So there's a scene where he arranges this really cheap recording studio demo. And she's sat there on the piano on the other side of the glass from him. And she sings what is a, an amazing... Like, it's just amazing. You're watching the film going... Jennifer Hudson is like, if I could be in that room, oh my God. And it ends, it's this beautiful song and it ends. And he just sort of goes, oh my God, I'm I'm so upset. I, this is so moving. He's like so moved. And the dopey guy who he's drafted in to record hasn't pressed record on the tape machine behind them. So okay. he says, you know, you've done it in one take kind of thing. And then he turns around and the guy goes, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't recorded. Just, and he's talking down the talk back. Just wait there one minute for me. And then you see it from Jennifer Hudson's <laughs> side. So it's all muted. And yeah. him just going totally fucking berserk at this guy. <laughs> this guy just screaming his head off and in between, you know, popping on the microphone to talk to her, saying, everything's fine, everything's fine. And he's going mental. And you see them have this whole argument, gather himself and then lean in and go... I'm afraid there was a problem with the thing. We're going to have to do one more take. Is that okay? She goes, yeah, that's fine. And she begins again. And you see them both stand there with the tape machine behind them and no one's pressed record on the tape <laughs> machine. And yeah. you know for the full length of the song <laughs> what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy says, we're not recording again. And he goes, just wait one moment. And goes to ape shit again. And it's that... It's that, it's that that I love. It's that comedy of like, look, somebody has thought about it. It's so simple. It's not intellectual, yeah. but it's fucking <clears throat> funny. And they've dedicated 10 minutes to this, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Anyway, so if that's what I can get out of the league, if I can get lots of just um, comedy games, that's what it sounds like. How can we wind this person up in this way? How can we do this? Yeah. In this way, then that's yeah. I'm 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 convinced that that is some light viewing. Um, perhaps I should continue. It did just seem so outdated to me. It just just the, it, it really is the female I, I, characters. It doesn't make any sense. Like, no, but it, do, it it does get better in that respect because um, I mean, like, I don't know if you, yeah, they they mention it in the first episode that uh, Kevin's wife mm. like basically runs his team for him because she's much better at it than he is. Right. And uh, and so she eventually joins the league, and uh, and so Jenny's like a constant character in it, and yeah. uh, that, that is it, though. Actually, for women. that is the only thing that they have going for the series wow. at all. Um, and the latest series has that changed at all? Is it, have they 
have these begun to change that? Have they have they drafted in Sarah Silverman no. or something? <laughs> Sarah Silverman is in it. Actually. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> she plays. Um, oh, she's so funny. She's Andre's sister, and she's like this. Um, basically, all of them had sex with her when they, when they were go- growing up. Great. Bechdel uh, test. She, she, failed. She's like, sorry, say that again. Bechdel test failed immediately. No, 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 no. It's just like she's this incredible sexual woman who just loves to talk about. She loves to teach guys how to be better at sex. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she loves, she, she just wants to fuck everyone. Yeah. And uh, um, there's an episode where it's like, I think it's Thanksgiving and she comes in and uh, she's asking all the guys if she, she asks Jenny if Kevin's uh, giving her good head. And, and Jenny's, Jenny's like, no, not really. And so she corners him and kind of tries to get him to learn again and, uh, <laughs> and, want, and wants to offer to be involved with their sex life. It's, it's, very, it's, it's, it's very funny. Oh, dear. <clears throat> Sounds like and Jeff thing. Goldblum's in it. Oh, is he? Oh. He plays R- Raxon's dad. Wow. Uh, there's, so, there's loads of really good people in it. That, the, the guy, um, there's, there's a guy who's kind of a sort of slightly recurring character. He's one of the main people in Transparent. Right, and he's cropped up in loads of places. I love him. I wish I knew his name. Mm. Um, he, he's he's the um, he's Sarah's husband in uh, Transparent. Right. Um, yeah, it's got uh, a, a really strong comedy. Uh, sounds like back, uh, the f- it's... sounds like these rich and famous are fans of this one. It's, uh, sounds like uh, they want to be involved, which is just yep. starting to happen on season four of Silicon Valley. Actually, oh, and and by the way, um, Love. We've just got on to season two of Love. Which uh, yeah. I'm enjoying very much. Very good. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I started watching it again, and I I immediately remembered how much I didn't like the main guy in it. Um, well, this is and how hard I had to work to get over him last time. Well, this is the this is where I mean, you never disliked Hannah and Girls that much, but they, they've often talked about those two shows being uh, what's his name, Ugh, Judd Apatow's. Uh, you know, male, female, there's the, the sort of, both of them are about... Um, the two sides of him, eh? Yeah, uh, no, people in their 20s, uh, one centred around a girl who is both oh, right, likeable okay. and does really annoying things, and one centred around a boy, and he's certainly like, 60% of the time, I'm co- totally behind him, and then he's really selfish, and, and I think in both series, their sort of argument is people are like that, you know, we are all uh, bellends at time. <laughs> we're, we're all... Um, oh, I, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Apart from he's much you, worse course, than Hannah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. God. Yeah. Well, let's not get into that. Um, fighting with you is more awkward and difficult when it's just the two of us. Yeah, I, I like it when there's someone else to to mm. kind of to be on my side against you because that yeah. like, tends to be how it works out. This was how it worked <laughs> in Jamie and I's career for 10 years. It was like when there was a third person in the room, picking on Jamie was funny. When there wasn't, it just started to really annoy him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until one day he announced that he wanted to drive separately with me to the, <laughs> even though we lived virtually next door, we drove oh, separate no. to another no city and back really. every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, ups and downs of any relationship. We Absolutely. we we soon healed Absolutely. that when we realised how many thousands of pounds it would save. Um, you know, can I go off on a quick tangent just to talk about um, yeah? Because well, um, my wife has uh, I've recently introduced her to The Walking Dead. Great. Um, and so she, I, I'm I'm in the middle of series six. Um, so the 
uh, I'm one behind where we currently are. Yeah. And uh, the other night, I, I've been saying how good it was and that she should get into it so we can watch it together. And so we watched the pilot and uh, then now, now, like, we've finished Homeland, we've finished Girls, so when we don't have anything else to do, we'll watch a bit of The Walking Dead. Okay. So I'm watching episodes from Series 1 and Series 6, kind right. of side by side. Yeah. And it has made me appreciate just how brilliant it is in terms of its um, overall structure. And I think it is the best um, example of what you can do now with long-form TV programs. Even better than something like um, The West Wing or The Wire, The Sopranos. Not necessarily in terms of quality, but in terms of like how you can develop an idea really over a long period of time wow because i'm starting to think at the moment with walking dead that i want to go back and watch the first ones because i like them more i well, feel yes, like i agree you w- i think you will yeah i, I mean i that i'll prefer them to the current stuff because of the current oh, right. stuff i'm really starting to think there's just a lot of people I mean, it's just endless character exposition. It's endless people sitting around talking. There's no hope. There's no A-team quest anymore. There's no chance of finding a cure. There's no. We've lost all of that. It's purely like, yeah. how do we not die at the hands of Hitler? That's just what it's become about. You know. Well, I haven't got Series 7, like I said, to so don't, oh, don't spoil okay. anything. Right, okay. But okay. Um, I, I, I do, I've read the books, most yeah. of them, so I, I, I do know a bit what happens. Well, I agree with you on the last series. I do. I think you're going to be very disappointed with this next one. It feels... It feels like the brakes have been put on and we've gone uh, and they're, you know, like normally they start and end the series with like a big set piece. There's normally a big set piece. Well, they kind of do with this one, but in terms of the pulse quickening, it happens very, very rarely in this latest one. Let's not get bogged down too much in specifics. Okay, okay. What do you think of the overall point I'm making? I think that the overall point you're making, you're absolutely right. And I've noticed it with um, other things that I've been watching recently that have tried to get on the bandwagon of the success of Walking Dead and have introduced kind of scary things and stuff. And I've watched them and I've gone, my God, you can do this so badly. Like, they, they are so good at this. They're, I think what they're particularly good at... <clears throat> Is they never have to, they never seem to, f- or, or very rarely do they fall into the trap of the horror genre of the thing of somebody going, I'm going out for a while, uh, I'll be fine. And that person's definitely yeah. the one that dies, you know. There's so much no, more but, to it. I mean, what, what I'm talking about more than um, a specific genre or anything like that is yeah. when you go, but if you do go back and watch series one, hmm. you will not recognize Rick. Because mm, mm. he has slowly and subtly and irrevocably changed yeah. over the course of time and watching this, the series. Like, you go back and you watch it, he's a different person in series one. Do you think it's worse acted, or do you think they've just um, no, they've really is, developed but, No, so they've, well. they've done the right thing. He is yeah. a different person. He's, yeah. Rick, he's Rick who's still uh, clinging on to his life as a cop. Yeah. He's, he's Rick who still believes that this might all finish tomorrow. I think this is the point you're making is entirely correct, and we've we've talked a lot in the past. Just like people in life, often your biggest strength is also your biggest annoyance or your biggest weakness. And in in this particular case, you are absolutely right that they obsess on this show about character. 
it's almost like Andrew Lincoln and the cast are kept interested and are kept on board by them saying, this is more than a crap TV show. This is Shakespeare and you're going to have a massive backstory. You're going to really care. And they all really care. The fans, Talking Dead, if you've ever watched that, they talk about that like they're real people. Um, And that's its biggest strength however i think when you get to this last series you'll see that it can be its biggest weakness that you can actually have an entire series of people just discussing their character development but again we're talking about individual episodes i'm really i'm really trying to talk about it in terms of a long thing I know, like, I am, as I am. a 50 hour thing yeah phenomenal but i'm talking about it from the wider perspective in that if they're not that's careful, not the wider perspective that's a narrower perspective you're talking about. <laughs> i'm not talking about individual episode i'm talking about a whole season of where this is going so i'm saying the down the possible downside of this thing that you're talking about this trajectory that you're saying is so good the possible downside of that trajectory is that it is swerved around the earth and going up its arse. <laughs> Which no, would be a enough. real shame if it does, you know. Um, but it, the, the other thing I noticed is that in series one, um, all the drama is about um, people turning into zombies. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's so much. I, I just watched the episode, spoilers, sorry where um andrea's sister dies yeah and they give so much weight to it like it takes you, you know she, she gets bit um andrea watches her expire and then she kneels by her corpse until she reanimates and then emotionally blows her brains out yeah and now like it, it, it the, the show has evolved as the characters have evolved. So yeah. now someone gets bit, it's like, ah oh, man, fuck, sorry, <laughs> blow your brains out. Yeah. Um, that they, they don't give a fuck anymore, and it's like, and and the the walkers have become such a secondary threat. Uh, even in the beginning of series six, where there's that giant herd of them. Yeah. There's still like the thing you're really worried about now is people. Yeah. And um, and they are much more frightening. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, oh, the way they do it, it's it, it, it's it's a it's a slow shift as well because mm. series one, series two, they're very much trying to figure out how to stay alive with all the zombies around. And so you're getting more out of it now. You kind of know where it's going, and you're not just focused on the sort of uh, not the who done it, but the what is it? Um, you, well, no, because I mean, like series one is still uh, inferior in terms of the way the actors are playing their characters and uh, and the way the shows written and done yeah like it's it's still poorer quality but i'm much more fascinated by what it's doing in the long game yeah do you know what i mean it's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I'm, I'm watching it with a with a different um set of eyes on yeah yeah uh, i really recommend it. it to I'm, anyone who's well, a fan well I, um I have been trying to persuade Sarah to do that because she just watched episode one and she hates that noise. She's got a real problem with the noise of people eating and <laughs> like throat noise, you know? Yeah. She's really, really got a problem with that. So she's like, I cannot stand. She's like, I don't want to go to bed with like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I would love her to watch it because it really, it's standing up for me now, like you say. It's, it is standing up for me as a real meat fest to go back and um that's got such um quality to it uh, in the same way that i can re-watch um the west wing over and over and mad men over and over this is up there with them now for me 
in terms of yeah. the effort that's been put into it and the attention that's been put into it. It's refreshing. But the, uh, like even those shows, and those are my favourite shows. Yeah. Um, I don't think you see the same kind of evolution of um, character, world, and like overall emphasis as you do in The Walking Dead. And I think that that is the show's real achievement now that I've looked at it like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. We mm. should start a fan club. I doubt anyone's thought of that. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine I'm the first person to come to this realisation. <laughs> but uh... Walking Dead's dead good. Um, brilliant. Well, thank you. I will continue with the league. Uh, with or without wife, I will uh, continue the league. And... I will um, start Walking Dead as, <laughs> again. Yeah, as well. give, give, give the league a while. I'd be really interested to see what uh, mm. any woman made of it because uh, Hannah hates it purely on the basis of having heard me watch it. Right, right. <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> um, right um, me and Jamie on our own next week quick chat and then we're having a short break for holiday um, uh, then we will be doing 13 reasons why frequency better call so lots of stuff to come we'll discuss that next week but um, Matthew Wanless thank you very much and as usual you can email studio at theboxsetpod.com if you wish to agree disagree or just hurl abuse thank you and goodbye Bye. That was really weak. Bye. Yeah, sorry. Bye. <coughs> That's better. Oh, you're in the Virgin Media advert. We didn't mention that. Well, we don't need to. Oh, what's? How do we find it on Google? What's it called? Um, uh, this is this is Virgin Fiber. This is Virgin Fiber. Watch it. Matt is the guy at the end looking into a wire. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes, and his cat agrees.